4: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
5: Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now, everybody. We are joined by the best in the business, our friend Andy McCarthy, with legal analysis of this indictment and what's coming and all the rest of it. He's from uh, National Review and Fox News, 20 years plus, as a federal prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. Andy, give us... uh, Your top line here, my friend, you read this indictment. What was your biggest takeaway?
3: Well, I I think the indictment has lots of problems, Buck, but to cut to the chase, I think they're doing a political act that they're masquerading as a legal proceeding. Uh, I think it's driven by a political reason. That is, the uh, congressional process of impeachment failed. Uh, and that's not an acceptable outcome to the people who push this. So they're trying to do in the criminal arena what they couldn't get done in the congressional arena. The problem is it, it's not a good fit. And on the other end of it, I think they're doing it for the obvious political reason that they're trying to push this case to trial and then have it aired out in public. With capital riot evidence that he's kind of Smith has kind of insidiously inserted into the case, um, so that it can be in the front of voters' minds as they go to the polls in 2024. So it's almost like this is part
5: of the Biden re-election campaign. I mean, that's really it's it's meant to coincide with Trump running and create at least a spectacle, if not a guilty verdict here, of all these things that Democrats have been talking about since 2020.
3: Yeah, I think we knew that, Buck, even before this ever came out, because remember, even though there are clear, long-known crimes uh, in connection with Hunter Biden, the Justice Department has never appointed a special counsel and has never even indicted the case, even though there's a neon-blinking conflict of interest there. On the other hand, the Biden Justice Department appointed a special counsel for Trump even though there's no conflict of interest, which is what you're supposed to need to appoint a special counsel. So it seems to me it was obvious that the reason they did this, and I said it at the time, was their planning, Biden and Garland uh, had every intention of Trump being charged, and they want to argue because they knew that Trump was going to go on the campaign trail and say that Biden was using the justice system as a weapon against him. They wanted to come up with a political fiction by which they could tell people that uh, they don't have anything to do with it. That is, the attorney general and the president don't have anything to do with it. So that's what they appointed Smith for. But it was always in their uh, playbook, I think, that he was going to bring this case, and now he's brought it.
5: Where do you think the, the case here, the charges, where does it fall apart the most for you? Like, What are the areas where you just say, this should have never been brought?
3: Uh, I, I think, in particular, the first count, which is this conspiracy to defraud the government, and I've been writing about this since May, but the Supreme Court in May threw out two political corruption convictions against two uh, two cronies of former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. And what the court very clearly said was two things that I think Smith. Uh, has totally ignored, even though in some ways they may even have been intended for him, or at least for prosecutors generally. And what the first is, Buck, that um, fraud in the United States and federal law means what it meant when it was initially enacted in the end of the 19th century, which is it's a scheme to deprive somebody out of money or tangible property. And what the court said is that Uh, Congress has not successfully enacted a fraud statute that would extend fraud to other deceptive plans that don't involve bilking people out of money and property. Uh, And the court was very adamant, which is the reason they threw these cases out against the Cuomo guys, that prosecutors are not at liberty to make up such crimes, that if they're going to be those crimes, they have to be enacted by Congress, which obviously hasn't uh, enacted it. So... Given that the Supreme Court did two decisions on one day about that in May, you would think that that would have come to the attention of a prosecutor who was winding up his investigation because this is a harpoon right in the middle of it. And then I think, Buck, that generally what the court's message was uh, was an admonition to prosecutors that you are not at liberty to expand statutes beyond the coverage that Congress intended by manipulating ambiguous words like fraud or corruption. And that's exactly what Smith has done uh, in this indictment. He's he indicted a fraud count that isn't fraud under federal law. He's indicted an obstruction count on a theory that it's corrupt to follow a specious legal argument. Uh, and he's indicted a civil rights count. On, uh, and this is perhaps as unbelievable as anything else. He's indicted a civil rights charge on the basis of a post-civil rights statute that was aimed at protecting blacks in the South from violent attacks by the Ku Klux Klan to try to prevent them from voting. So to analogize that to this, to me, is like fantasy land.
5: Now, let's look at the uh, machinery of it a little bit now, or the, the how this process is going to play out. He's got a very clearly anti-Trump judge and a very clearly anti-Trump jurisdiction, Washington, D.C. Is this first, Andy, you think that they're going to fast-track this and and have it happen before the election? How do you see this playing out on this case?
3: I I think the only reason politically to bring it, and uh, politics is the uh, first-order issue for these guys, I think, the only reason to bring it is to get it, in front of the electorate in time for the election uh, He made a point yesterday uh, I, I thought I, I said on television, Buck, that I thought His his press conference After the indictment was the most Demagogic thing I had ever seen a federal Prosecutor do uh, In connection with a press conference Like that uh, One of the things he said was uh, He intended to get a speedy trial uh, Which is code for You know, we're going to push this thing And I think he's actually undermined his legal position for that, because if you really want to get this case to trial quickly, uh, what you should have done is indicted this case first. Instead, he indicted the Mar-a-Lago case first and pushed the judge there into a May trial date. So, you know, whether he likes it or not, Trump does have constitutional rights, including due process rights to to mount a defense, which means to be able to investigate the case. And uh, to to have time to process the charges and and, uh, engage in litigation that a case like this calls for. But what what Trump can argue is that Smith has intentionally and tactically undermined his fair trial rights by intentionally bringing this other lawsuit in Florida, which makes it much harder for Trump to defend himself in Washington. So even a even a uh, anti Trump judge, if if that's what we turn out to have here, uh, I think you have to sit up and take notice of that claim because that's a profound legal claim.
5: And how worried are you, Andy? Just as a person who's seen how this stuff goes over many years in federal courtrooms, a D.C. jury with these charges—I mean, we've you've given us your legal analysis of it, but. Uh, Are are you concerned that there could be a a guilty verdict here just based on anti-Trump animosity? Or do you think that whether it's the appeals court or the Supreme Court, it's not even going to get to that level?
3: Well, you know, I I think, Buck, I'm more confident in the jury system than most people are. And I I appreciate all the things about the um, Washington, D.C. jury pool. I think that Trump will have a more... Uh, weighty argument to get the case moved out of the District of Columbia than most defendants have in federal cases uh, because the District of Columbia is small it's not just that it's politically biased against him, the Capitol riot happened uh, in Washington now on that score uh, the reason I said that Smith was do- so demagogic yesterday, the Capitol riot really shouldn't have anything to do with this because Smith hasn't charged him with the Capitol riot And there's no evidence connecting Trump in a criminally actionable yesterday after the indictment, which I thought was amazing because he didn't really talk about the charges he had actually filed. He talked about what a terrible thing the Capitol riot was and uh, lauded the bravery of the uh, police and other security forces who had been attacked uh, as the building was attacked. That really shouldn't have anything to do with this case because Trump is not charged with it. Yet if you look at the indictment, Flip toward the end. I think it's page 39 out of 45 pages. He's got three or four pages in there about the Capitol riot. Now, he hasn't charged the Capitol riot, um, but he put those pages in the indictment so that he can argue to the judge that he should be able to put evidence of the Capitol riot in. And I think that's waving the bloody shirt. He knows how weak his charges are, and he thinks he needs to get that. Even with a D.C. jury, he thinks that he needs to get that evidence into the case uh, to have a chance to convict Trump. And, I, uh, you know, a good judge will keep that evidence out of the case. But it, to me, Buck, is additional reason why the case, why there's a very good argument that the case ought to be moved out of the District of Columbia.
5: Andy McCarthy with us right now. Andy, are you confident that Trump is going to be able to beat all this stuff in the legal system? Put aside whether he can win politically irrespective of these outcomes. Do you think that he's in pretty good shape? to just make it through this gauntlet.
3: No, I, I, no one's ever been through a gauntlet like this before, Buck. And this goes to how political it is. There's a lot of people who've been the subject of a lot of litigation, including criminal and civil cases. You know, you and I collectively have enough experience uh, in, in you know, pol- police and law enforcement and all that stuff that we could think of five or six people who were you know, thought to be heavy-duty criminals who had a lot of cases against them, both criminal and civil cases. But I've never seen a situation where you have one guy who suddenly got all these criminal and civil cases which are not going to be spread out over a few years. This is all being fast-tracked so that this evidence and these trials can take place in the period of the election in the campaign. It sounds like, Andy, and you, now, you
5: agree with me that it's, it's it's it seems suspicious that this guy lived 77 years of his life, and in the 77th year he's facing two federal indictments, a criminal indictment in New York, possibly another one in Georgia, and also a state investigation in New York.
3: And that they're in a hot panic to get it to trial, you know, in the next five minutes. I'm like, you know, if, if you're the government um, and you know that somebody is... Facing all these other trials, you don't want to create a record that he doesn't have that his due process rights haven't been honored and that he didn't have a, a opportunity to prepare for your trial. And if you're Smith, you could prosecute the same case, Buck, on December 1st of 2024 as you know before Election Day, and it wouldn't prejudice the, jo- the government in the slightest. But they're in a hot panic to get this case to trial because they want it before the election. That's the whole point.
5: Do you think they're going to get it before the election, Andy?
3: Andy? It really depends on the oh. judge. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, Buck. It really depends. It, 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 you ask me these hard questions, Buck. I have to <laughs> take a second to think. Um, but, um, you know, it depends on the judge. It really does depend on the judge. And it depends on whether Trump can come up with some reason. That he gets to appeal before the trial, I, you know, there's a lot of reasons, Buck, because of the classified information aspects of it, that Trump could appeal the Mar-a-Lago case prior to trial, because there's there's provisions in the in the classified information law that allow for that. I'm not seeing a lot of good basis to try to get this appeal prior to trial, um, and he's going to have to come up with some, because I think. You know, the judge in this case has to know the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court are looking.
5: Go read Andy's latest. It's Trump's January 6th indictment, a political scheme to influence the next election. It is up at ClayandBuck.com, originally posted at TheMessenger.com. But go to ClayandBuck.com. You'll have the cross-link there. Andy, we're going to be talking to you a lot, sir, so get some rest. (laughs) Thanks for being here. It's my pleasure, Buck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Got to hand it to the people at Pure Talk. They did something very smart for those of us that have switched our cell phone service to them. In July, they added data on our service plans without increasing their monthly price. For new and current Pure Talk customers, they added 50% more data to every plan and now include a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. It's still just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Yes, just $20 a month. Most families are saving almost a $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today.
4: They're here to shed light on the truth every day.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Keeby Rappaport, and me,
7: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: The most jarring thing about this indictment is that it basically just accuses him of disinformation. This is a disinformation indictment. It says that you were spreading falsehoods, that you were undermining the integrity of the election. That's all part of the First Amendment, and I think the courts will look skeptically. He he might have a fair shot with a D.C. jury and maybe a D.C. judge. He's gonna have a harder time with the courts. And this reminds me of sort of the McDowell complaint where he took the Virginia governor, got a conviction, and then was unanimously overturned by the Supreme Court. It is a bridge too far.
5: There you have eminent constitutional scholar, Jonathan Turley, bringing up the bob mcdonald situation from years ago virginia where have you heard that one folks i'm not saying he heard it here on this show but i'm just pointing out great minds think alike that's what i was telling you they went after bob mcdonald and his wife they were going to lock his wife up in federal prison for what taking gifts that's it didn't do it didn't didn't sign any bill didn't no quid pro quo nothing Hey, I just want to hang out with you. I'm giving you lots of free stuff. Did he ever do anything? No. Did she ever do anything? No. They were going to send him, I think, to federal prison. They wanted nine or 10 years and she, they're going to send for two years. Yeah. Democrat, deep state, federal prosecutors. My friends, the writing was on the wall then, you see. We knew what they were going to try to do. And now this, as I've said, is just the, this is the culmination of many years of Democrat weaponization of the law on issues like this. On the pseudo corruption, their inflation of these statutes to pretend that there's uh, somehow a crime that has been committed here—that's what they're doing to Trump, just like they did to McDonald. The Supreme Court had to say, "What are you? What's the crime? Like, what are you charging this guy for?" The state of Virginia didn't charge him with any corruption statutes; they didn't have any problem. Oh, but he was a prominent—you forget this. A lot of people do. He was a prominent Republican at the time. Some people were saying shortlist for VP. Maybe even a future presidential candidate himself. Got to take him out. That was what they tried to do. So, yeah, Bob McDonald, like I said, these Democrat deep state prosecutor types, these different uh, approaches to the law. Speaking of different approaches to the law, let's take a look at Hunter Biden. A new uh, bit of information out, my friends. The sweetheart deal. Miranda Devine sharing this out on Twitter. I'll bring it to your attention in a moment here. It was effectively a wipe-the-slate-clean for Hunter, and it was crazy. I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Stick around. The artificial intelligence gold rush could soon mint new millionaires. That's true for sure. But you know what? If you're on a fixed income, you deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. The Phoenix Capital Group offers high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 12% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2000 plus satisfied investors paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the Be Free Investment Packet. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% annual interest. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss before making investment decisions. Carefully consider and view all risks involved. All right, welcome back to Clay and Buck. And we're working through here the uh, aftermath of this just crap indictment. I mean, this is, it's terrible for the law. It's terrible for faith in institutions. It's absurd, but... It's also uh, a real problem, right? This, this is going to be something that they try to use to determine the next presidential election. And when you can see as clearly as we do now, the ways in which they plan to abuse their power, it should make it even more clear to everybody how important it is that we find a way to win. But I, I was just a moment ago speaking about the uh, Bob McDonald corruption. Uh, case in 2014 it was about $175,000 of gifts a Rolex watch I think like a trip to the Caribbean or uh, something like that the problem though with bringing that corruption case was that McDonald McDonald never did anything and his wife certainly didn't do anything she wasn't even in office but they accepted gifts from a connected and uh, wealthy businessman in the state and so the federal prosecution of them proceeded the Supreme Court smacked it down, vacated it, 8-0. That's what an egregious miscarriage of justice that was. And I I just, those of you who have been listening to me who are uh, original Saturday squad from when I was doing just a a one-day-a-week radio show back in 2012, 2013, um, you remember, I was talking about this, How and there were some conservatives who tried to disagree with me. I said, this is outrageous. If they can prosecute McDonald and his wife for this, they can prosecute any Republican they want. And then you see what happened. They, had, they went after Chris Christie on Bridgegate. They went after Rick Perry uh, for that prosecutor who was drunk driving, and he said he was going to withhold funding for the office unless they fired him. There was Scott Walker and the John Doe prosecutions in Wisconsin, and uh, the Ted Stevens prosecution where they held exculpatory evidence just so they could nail him. And without that, going down the way it did, you probably don't have a Democrat eventually winning that Senate seat, and then you don't have enough votes to get through all of Obamacare. So it was a big deal. And then this, as I've said, the culmination is the weaponization of law against Donald Trump. You put all these pieces together. In fact, you can go even further than that. And I I was very troubled by this at the time. I was at the CIA at the time, and I knew what was going on. They found out immediately, they knew in the beginning, with the uh, investigation of the leak of Valerie Plame. Remember where they talked about all this? They found out in the very beginning who had leaked the name. It was an accident. But that special counsel, Patrick Fitzgerald, kept going. Why? To try to get either Karl Rove or Dick Cheney in a process crime. Starting to sound familiar, doesn't it? Right? Don't we all We all know what's going on here, right? This is how they have been playing the game for years um, and, and people talk about how oh this is like the stasi or this is you want to talk about stasi go see what the john doe prosecutions were like some democrat lunatic his wife was like a teacher's uh, union rep or something in wisconsin she was like crying about how awful scott walker was he goes all right well i'll use a law this is what they did in wisconsin i'll use a law that is supposed to shield the victims of sexual assault from their identities being shared I'll abuse that law so that people who are being raided in the early morning hours uh, for alleged collusion between campaign and PAC, basically. Coordination was actually the term. Coordination between campaign and PAC. And they were threatening to throw people in prison for years over this. I mean, I remember I interviewed some of them when it all came out. And they weren't allowed to say anything, my friends. They were ordered by courts in Wisconsin because of this John Doe law, they weren't allowed to speak about this. They were under a gag rule. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. And that prosecutor out of Milwaukee is a, is a shameful human being who should be disbarred. But this is how they've been doing it for years, what I'm telling you. Trump was just the one that upset them the most, so they've gone all in. And now we can look at how they play the game on the other side. Because they're going to, right now, anyone who goes on TV with, the law is the law, they're, they're unserious. All these Democrats, the law is the law, really? Hunter Biden hides millions of dollars. Why was he hiding it, folks? Why send it to all these LLCs? You can say, oh, well, he didn't want to pay taxes on it. Yeah, but there's more than that, isn't there? Because when you're getting this much money for doing nothing, paying taxes on it, sure, it hurts. Taxes are too high. But the hiding, it's also about making sure that people can't connect the dots to what's really going on, which is the Biden family office of global corruption. Now, we talked about the uh, sweetheart plea deal they tried to get, and, you know, Clay and I were going back and forth on this. I said the fix is in, man. They're going to do it. And the fix was in, except Clay thought that maybe the judge was going to say, you know, this is just going too far. And then it did go too far because who could have even thought that this is what would happen? Miranda Devine from New York Post, you know, she's on the show frequently. She shared this. In the docket now for the court, this is public record, the diversion agreement uh, for the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware and Robert Hunter Biden. Okay? A diversion agreement. So this is basically making the whole thing go away. And under Section 15, I want you to listen to this. The law is the law. Right, sure it is. Here you go. Quote, agreement not to prosecute. The United States agrees not to criminally prosecute Biden outside of the terms of this agreement for any federal crimes encompassed by the attached statement of facts and by the statement of facts attached as Exhibit 1 to the Memorandum of Plea Agreement filed this same day. This agreement does not provide any protection against prosecution for future kind of got it. Okay, right. So they didn't give him a permanent get get-out-of-jail-free get card, forever but they did give him a we're going to wipe this or they tried to we're going to wipe this away not only for what has been charged but what has not been charged that has already been done this was in the diversion agreement for the drugs for the drug issue of the uh firearms charge right because he was you know he's lied about being on drugs when he signed this uh firearms declaration Clearly, again. Oh, wait. The law is the law. I thought the law is the law. What happened? Oh, it's not. There's something different going on here. You know, Biden. That's what's different. A Democrat, important to the Democrat cause right now. And you see that they tried to slip this in. This isn't in the main plea agreement. Let that. Let that just sit in. Uh, sink in for a second. So the plea agreement goes to the non-payment of taxes. He gets misdemeanors on that. The diversion agreement, which is referred to in the plea agreement is for the gun charge. So that's just totally, there's no plea. There's no plea there. It's a diversion agreement. This is what they do for drug addicts in some cases. Oh, get treatment, right? That's in that agreement. They put in this. Yeah. Also, you know that whole foreign agent registration act thing? You're going to promise to not prosecute for that either. Oh oh so it was smoke and mirrors they didn't even want people this is this is what you have to take away from this and keep in mind look what they're doing to trump charge here charge there, charging things that no serious person could think are ethically covered in the statutes that are being used to try to destroy trump but while that's going on and i mean simultaneously in our system right because this prosecution they've already had against Trump and they were about to launch this one. I think the timing's very suspicious. While that's all happening. They try to do this. They try to get a deal for Hunter Biden that is so sweetheart that they are too embarrassed to put in the normal court record in a way that people could plainly see, including the judge, what a sweetheart deal it was what an unjust deal it was that's how grotesque we're talking about the situation being here that's how unfair it really was now if hunter hadn't been greedy if his if his lawyers hadn't gone they went for the whole thing this would have basically been hunter biden pays no no penalty whatsoever no meaningful penalty no felony nothing for all the stuff he did starting in the you know uh 2014 range, all the way up to basically to present, all of that gets wiped away, including charges that he didn't even have to have. And, and to be clear, there weren't even charges in the first. This whole thing was negotiated, so he didn't even have to face an indictment. He didn't actually have to even go through the process. It's basically a stealth Pardon. This is a stealth pardon from the Biden administration. I I want you to see that. This is Biden's influence through Merrick Garland, through the DOJ, having the same effect as a full-blown pardon without the political stink and consequences of giving that pardon and going on the record for it. And so now that's for the Democrat side of the ledger. That's on the Democrat docket. And you've heard what we're talking about on the Trump side. Which of these things is not like the other? I think we all know. I think we all see. All right, The artificial uh, intelligence gold rush could soon uh, mint new millionaires. But while everyone is focusing on ChatGPT and AI stocks like NVIDIA, something really unique is happening less than two miles from ChatGPT's headquarters. For the past few months, engineers from Google and Microsoft have been working on a little-known crypto project that could revolutionize the AI industry. And you now have a chance to get in on the ground floor of this project for pennies, giving you a rare chance to turn a $1,000 into a six-figure nest egg. All this information is coming directly from Tika Tawari, the man who picked the number one crypto six years in a row. Tika has followed this industry and written about it extensively. A week from today, that's next Wednesday... He's hosting a free online strategy session to give you all the details on his number one coin for this AI boom. Simply go to AICOIN2023.com to sign up for this free event. That's AICOIN2023.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
4: Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's Number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start
7: listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's reality, podcast. reality Podcast.
8: We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room.
7: We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television
1: Welcome back to Clay Ann Buck. We are
5: going to be getting into uh, more of this. Also, want to talk to you about the immigration, uh, legal immigration situation again in New York City, just because it's uh, the videos, what's going on there, the budget issues. It's a mess, and this is what Democrats wanted. So the the crazy thing, in some ways, is that they're getting the situation they wanted, and now they don't like it. Oh gosh, what a what a shock. Um, we also going to have. Julie Kelly with us in the next hour. Talk more about this Trump indictment and, and really focus with her on where this is all going, because she followed all the J6 trials very closely. So this is, in essence, the biggest of the J6 trials, even though it's really about the 2020 election and the run up to January 6th, not the, the, the day January 6th itself is just included in there, you know, because it's like an MSNBC monologue, as I've said. That's what this indictment really is. Uh, Let me see here. Rachel in Vero Beach, Florida. Rachel, what have you got for us?
8: Well, I don't know if they understand what they're doing, what the liberals think they're doing here with this prosecution of Trump, because people like myself who have been inclined to vote for Vivek in the primaries are now looking at this big, bad Washington machine attacking one man over ideals. And... That makes me think they're afraid of something, and it looks like a let's get him before he can get us. So my thought process is, do you remember back when Harry Reid was the Senate majority leader and he invoked that nuclear option, and then McConnell warned him, if you do it, we're going to do the same, I think turnabout's going to be fair play, and they're handing Trump the election, whether they realize it or not. The whole kit and caboodle – because of their actions.
5: Well, you know, Rachel, I think they believe they're handing Trump the nomination and crushing him in the overall election. Again, they believe. I'm not making that case, but that is what the Democrats, if you talk to Democrat strategists not on air, I'm telling you, this is what they think. They think that with all these indictments, with destroying Trump's campaign, it's effectively rigging the general election before it even starts. That's their calculation. I'm not sure that, you know, no one knows whether that's going to be right or not. Um, We certainly hope that Trump pulls through uh, and and that that is not what ends up happening. Uh, Danny in Houston, what have you got for us?
2: Well, Buck, Rachel was kind of on the same line of what I was thinking is these people are, uh, they've been caught. Going all the way back to 2016, these people are scared to death. They know if Trump wins the nomination, he's not only going to win the election, he's going to win in a landslide. And they've set the precedent. These people, I don't know how they even sleep at night. I guarantee they have nightmares knowing if Trump wins the presidency, you're going to see thousands and thousands of federal bureaucrats fired. You're going to see hundreds and hundreds of people go to jail for the cover-up, the smear, and all the things they've done to this man. So, they've gone too far now. There's nothing they can do. They have to finish the job. And that's what i think a lot of people are missing
5: well what do you think their version of finish the job is trump in prison
2: uh... yes because that's the only way they can stop him. well not necessarily in prison but getting to where he cannot be president because if he is president he's not going to forget neither should the american people but i promise you if he wins the nomination which i believe he will he will not only win the election, he'll win in a landslide. There's so many people that are disgusted by what the Democrats are doing, but they don't care. It's self preservation. They have to stop this man because of the things they've done, they know they're toast.
5: They're toast. Um all right, Danny. Thank you very much for calling in. I'm trying to work through that. So they're they are prosecuting him because they're scared he's going to win the election, but they think by prosecuting him he will lose the election. So at the end of the day, they're doing this because they think that they can beat him, right? I'm just trying to follow the the lanes of, of logic here, right? If they thought prosecuting him was going to result in him winning the general, they wouldn't be prosecuting him. Now, as Andy pointed out, they could do all this after the general election, my friends. There's, there, there's no statutory uh, issue with that. They could have held all these federal charges until after the election. Of course, they're not doing that. They're doing it because they think that they can stop Trump from winning if they do this. Uh, David, uh, what have you got first? David in Wisconsin. Yeah, the uh, indictment in D.C. all but guarantees his conviction,
2: because um, we all know what type of rabid feral dogs are going to put on that jury. So I want to know what the Republicans' plan is for when he is. October surprise, and they put him in prison a month before the election. Uh, has anybody game planned that yet? Is it No, you know,
5: David, happened? this is the thing. We're, we're also, and I, I, you know, you raised something interesting, we do about it a bit more because people keep saying, well, they're not going to actually put Trump in prison. Will they? <laughs> this is what ends up everyone I talk to. I mean, look, we even had Andy on the last hour. Are they going to get this trial done before the election? He goes, well, usually they wouldn't, but In this case, will they? These are things we got to tackle. These are things we got to look into. We'll get into this with Julie Kelly in the next hour. More on this. uh, And also the Democrat media reaction to this.
0: We'll get into that in a few minutes here because they're truly out of their minds. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants.